Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast presented by Planters, satisfying your snack cravings for over 100 years. You know what satisfied me today? Indian summer weather in Michigan. Snuck out for a quick round of golf. I was the first person on the course, had it to myself. And, and on the 13th, all I stuck a gap wedge two feet and made birdie. Sure, everybody's thrilled to hear about my golf game, but who doesn't love some great September weather? Who doesn't love some great September football? And who doesn't love maybe putting a couple of bucks down on these games over at BetMGM? We have a partner deal going on with Yahoo and BetMGM. New users can get $25 in bonus Upon registration, no deposit required. It can be used immediately. And you also receive a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 with your first deposit. You can sign up at betmgm.com slash yahoo. Promo valid to new users in New Jersey, West Virginia, Indiana, and Colorado that are 21 years or older. Terms do apply. So let's uh, let's get you some winners. Along with myself, Pinau, we got Dalton Del Don, a famous handicapper slash degenerate and longtime friend and colleague of mine. Hello, Mr. Del Don. Hello, Pinau. Uh, well done on the birdie. You know, I'm so immersed in football. Uh, I didn't watch any. There was a there was a golf tournament this weekend too. I'm told, right? Yeah, yeah. Bryson DeChambeau making a, a mockery of winged foot where nobody's supposed to ever break par, and he shot something like six or yeah. seven under and ran away from everybody. On the PGA Tour, how's your golf game? Are you a player at all? Poor. No, I am a player. I played. I should be better than it is. Yeah, I'd be fired up if I break a hundred. Okay, so you're even worse at golf than you are at handicapping. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, if 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 if, 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 if there is such a thing, yes. So I noticed two trends last week. If you can even call them trends, uh, the over uh, putt cashed a lot of tickets. I, I forget yeah. if it went over on Monday, but it was ten and five in the first 15 games. And then the only upsets we had all last week were the Raiders on Monday night. And then if you want to call the Rams an upset, they were like a one or two point underdog, but it was almost entirely favorites. There's no survivor intrigue whatsoever. The, the people who like to, to tease favorites or play money line favorites cleaned up. Uh, was it a good week for you? Yeah, well, the Titans made me sweat a little bit in Survivor. Let me tell you, it wasn't super easy there. And yeah, I believe through two weeks, it's the most points per game average since the merger. So um, some people had predicted this. The defenses were actually going to be the slower ones. Certainly injuries, which we'll get to, were hit super hard, especially for Niners fans like myself. But um, but yeah, a lot of high scoring, which is fun for to talk about you know fantasy stats and all that. I mean, who's complaining? Fewer uh, holding penalties and more uh, touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to go there with the holding. I, I think that certainly has a correlation. And it's, it's also, 
they've legislated quarterback hits out of the game as much as they can. I, I joke that the quarterback might as well be wearing a red jersey. And in a league where so many quarterbacks are mobile now and are taking advantage of this, I feel like w- what a weapon that is. W- yeah. What a cheat code. We love it for fantasy. We've always loved the mobile quarterback for fantasy. But now the defenses are afraid to hit these guys because they're going to get the 15-yard penalty. And sometimes they're running, the quarterbacks are really shrewd about taking advantage of that downfield. So I wonder if that's maybe playing into this offensive explosion too. Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly possible. Um, it's, it's Yeah, all the rules are tailored to help the quarterback, which who's arguing? No one wants to see these injuries. These injuries are frustrating. The stars going down. It's uh, No one wants to see it. So, uh, yeah, the benefit is uh, those who, are, who have tickets uh, on the over so far, for sure. You talked about Tennessee making you sweat. That was because of the Gardner Minshew man, myth, mystique, mustache. And we're going to get Minshew in a standalone game. We'll start with the Thursday game. Miami is at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is a minus three favorite. The total in this game is 48 and a half. We'll get to some player props in a minute, but let's pick the the side first. Uh, Which way are you playing the Dolphins at Jags? Uh, I like Jacksonville in this one, although I do feel that Ryan Fitzpatrick has a, a some nice comeback, good game in him. Um, don't feel super confident, but Jacksonville is far better than expected. Their defense is not some pushover, and Gardner Minshew has been awesome, not just fantasy. I thought it'd be, you know, I was like, oh, he'll get the garbage stats and the rushing stats, but real life, uh, he's he's been uh, flat out fantastic. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would lay the points in the short week with the, with the home team. I'm not the first person to say this, and I and I've, I know I said it on the weekend maybe once or twice too, but if Gardner Minshew had been like a first or second round pick, maybe even a third round pick, I feel like people would be over the moon for him thinking Jacksonville's got it, their quarterback for 10 years. It was 10 minutes ago that the whole idea was that they were going to be terrible and they were going to get Trevor Lawrence. Now, I'm certainly not saying that Minshew's career is going to be better than than Trevor Lawrence, who looks like the number one pick in the upcoming draft. I don't know what would have to happen for that to go off script, but... Why can't Minshew be a 10-year starter in the NFL, or at least a guy with a very long career? He looks certainly capable to me. Oh, he looks totally capable. Yeah, he does not. He did not get the tank for Trevor Memo. Even the next-gen stats, the completion percentage above expectation, number one, Russell Wilson, number two, Lamar Jackson, number three, Gardner Minshew through two games. So, yeah, fun player to watch. You love the mustache. And, yeah, he's backing it up. Even James Robinson looks like a, has emerged as a true feature back. Um, interesting how he's uh, has spread the ball around Minshew and DJ Shark is questionable for this game, which certainly, even if he hasn't been the fantasy monster, that would hurt if he doesn't play. If you want to back Jacksonville, but there's a lot to like. You're totally right. Uh, Min- Minshew is it looks if it's not in Jacksonville, why can't he be a starter somewhere else? Certainly, if he plays like he has for the first two games, that's a guarantee. I want to make it clear. Also, I'm on the the Jacksonville side here as well. I'll swallow the three points. Let's talk about some of the props. You made a great point with Chark. I have a lot of DJ Chark. And if you had told me that Minshew would have this hot of a start, I would think, oh, Chark's coming along for the ride, right? He's a t- top 10 receiver. But uh, the first game, they didn't have a ton of volume, even though Minshew went 19 of 20. And he has been spreading it around. He hit 10 different receivers in the first game, hit eight different receivers in the second game. So it, it may be not really sure what to do with some of these props from the Jacksonville side. But one prop I do like a lot is Mike Gusecki's over-under over at BetMGM is 45 and a half. And He's a receiver for them. I mean, I, one of my favorite stats that, that we get access to is how often do tight ends play in the slot? And that's where you want your tight end. You don't want your tight end taking out the trash and, and hitting, you know, blocking and chipping guys. You want them running pass routes. And Miami, because of Gusecki's athleticism and because of depth problems at receiver, he might end up leading this team in catches and yards. I, I think 45 and a half looks like a layup for, for a Thursday prop. 
I rate Jane Robinson as a borderline RB1, top 15 back this week. I really like him, but I'm with you as far as the player props. It's Mike Kosicki over 45 and a half for sure. I did the fearless forecast videos for tight ends this week, and uh, he leads all tight ends in air yards. Um, as you said, he's just he's like a glorified receiver. He's playing the slot. So a uh, nice situation with a, a lack of a running game, although Miles Gaskin's been interesting, but uh, to, to a nice emergence. But Lack of a running game. No, Devontae Parker, you think he's going to stay healthy? Preston Williams looks like, unfortunately, he's still taking a little while to recover from that knee surgery. So I'm all in. I called Gasicki a top three fantasy tight end this week and a top five starter down for the rest of the season. Wow. A strong endorsement from Dalton Del Don on Mike Gasicki. And I'm not sure I like him quite as much as you do, but I think he's going to be a top 10 guy, maybe a, a top five, top six guy. And somebody certainly I'm confident, whether it be in a prop, fantasy, DFS, however you want to get access to him. I thought the Miles Gaskin total was interesting. He's 61 and a half. I, I added a lot of proactive Gaskin last week, but didn't start him. I just wanted to see where Miami went. He's been their best running back for two straight weeks. He was a four-year starter at Washington. I, I guess he didn't have a great combine, so he, he went in the seventh round. He, maybe they didn't like the the body type as, as much as uh, maybe they would for a, a more featured back, but... I think he's their best runner, and 61.5 is a pretty low total, but I just want to know that Miami's bought in on this guy. Uh, you know, Jordan Howard, all he's done is fall into the end zone twice, but I actually cut him in a couple of leagues. I mean, I, he's done nothing else. We, we know that Matt Breed is talented, but he gets hurt a lot. Do you think Gaskin has a chance? Do you like him in this game? And just thinking long-term, do you think he ends up taking over this backfield or is he just going to be a three-headed monster that we can't really get clarity on? You know, I didn't see this coming. I liked Matt Breida. He performed well. 49ers. Uh, Howard's one of the best blockers among running backs the last few years. Uh, he might score this week. But, you know, the first two weeks, it's clearly pointing to Gaskin being the the guy here. Maybe not a true workhorse, but seven targets is not nothing. So I, I treated him as like a top 40. I ranked him as a top 40 guy in this matchup. And I would probably take the over here. So, yeah, I didn't see it coming. And he's not like some superstar, uh, future superstar. But um, how Miami is treating him. I'm kind of I'm kind of buying. Yeah, I want to make it clear that I, I believe in the player. I'm just not positive what the usage is going to be. And something that's really puzzled me for Miami is that Chad O'Shea was their offensive coordinator last year, and they finished the year, I think, five and four in their last nine. They covered seven of the last nine. Parker played so well that he got an extension, and Fitzpatrick was really good in that period. I don't know why they fired Chad O'Shea. I, maybe there is something behind the scenes where he didn't get along with other people in the organization. That's it's just total speculation. On my part, I thought the offense was really clicking at the end of the year. And they bring a North Turner of all people who's just, you know, NFL lifer. But I don't know, wouldn't you like to maybe get a, a fresher, younger voice in the organization? The offense hasn't looked great through two weeks, although they were competitive at moments in the in the Buffalo game. They did not play well against New England. So I, I'm, I'm a believer in Gaskin. I, I just hope that North Turner likes him as much as I do. Let's go to the Sunday slate. The Raiders fresh off that upset win over the Saints on Monday christening the new Allegiant Stadium. They go to New England. Man, what a, what a game, that Seattle Patriots game. I mean, I, you know, I think at the end of the year when they're picking between the games of the year, that, that might be one of the five or six candidates. That's how great that game was. And I've already written a blog taking the loss on Cam Newton. I was not bullish no. on him before the season. And man, does he look terrific. The Patriots are spotting six and a half in this game, and the total is 47 and a half. What do you make of the Raiders and Patriots? I'm right there with you on the loss of Cam Newton. I did not see this coming. I expected more Rob Gronkowski. That's usually what happens players this age when you sit out two years. You know, I mean, it's not they come back and look even better than before. I mean, how about Julian Edelman setting a career high in receiving yards? What? 
um, made a joke in the column, you know, Brady's been holding him back. And someone actually complained to me on Twitter about that. Uh, how dare you say that about Brady, um, who he just likes to spread the ball around. But man, I didn't see Cam Newton throwing 400, nearly 400 yards in Seattle. And then you talk in fantasy terms, how he's so dominant at the goal line. Just wow. Uh, but Patriots coming off a loss. Raiders, who definitely look better than I expected entering the year. Um, you know, the short travel coming off a nice win. Uh, so give me the points here in New England with less than a touchdown. I sided with New England. You know, Belichick has covered over this uh, the era of the dynasty about sixty percent of the time, which is ridiculous. I I heard a stat from uh, Steve Fezzik. I think it was if you would bet every NFL team after the Brady emergence with Belichick that the Patriots would were three times more profitable than any other team that you would have bet on. It's just mind blowing. Raiders on a short week. You know, the Patriots, this is not the Patriots defense of last year. They lost so many linebackers and, you know, Wilson could do anything he wanted in in that uh, Sunday night game. So uh, New England is going to allow points, but I, I, I lean towards New England. This is probably not a game I would bet on. You mentioned Edelman. I think he's a great guy to try to trade in fantasy. He's just not a touchdown player. I mean, he's never what, one season with more than six touchdowns and that was all of seven. A lot of times he doesn't play full seasons. I think he's only played three full seasons and, at the goal line, it's the Cam Newton show. And I, I'm curious to see, I talked earlier about the mobile quarterbacks taking on the the NFL. But I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, they jitterbug, they slide, they run out of bounds. I and mean, Cam yeah. is a running back. Cam is Marshawn Lynch. You know, he runs into the teeth of the defense. And right now he's on pace to set a record. I know it's only two games, so whatever on pace means. But he's on pace to be the first quarterback since the merger to have over 200 rushing attempts. And again, these are not slide attempts. These are not run out of bounds attempts. These are, I'm getting hit by three or four people before I'm tackled. Now, now Cam is one of the bigger quarterbacks. He's an unbelievable physical specimen, but I'm just curious from a fantasy perspective, if you were riding this wave of Newton or, or even Julian Edelman, just keep doing what you're doing, or, or you think maybe it's a good time to see what the market will, will yield on those guys? I think I said, give me the points. I obviously meant lay the points to New England. Um, I, I'm with you as far as he had so many injuries before. He had serious surgeries putting himself in this harm's way over 30. It's, it still seems like to me a long shot. He stays healthy, but I'm, I'm tired of, I'm looking like a fool doubting him before. He just looks so valuable. Top five type potential. Um, I, I don't know, man, the way it, it's crazy. It does not even have that many, like who's Nikhil Harry can't even break a tackle. Who are his tight ends? James White missed that game Sunday night. I mean, it's shocking to me. So it's slinging it down, feel like he is. So I, I'm just, uh, I don't know, man. I, it's hard to be skeptical at this point, but I hear your concerns. I, I really do. Can he stay healthy and do this? But I guess he's showing up at 5 a.m. He's the last person to leave every night. And he's just in Belichick, was not blowing smoke, all the, the hyperbole before the season. And wow, are you, are you not a little fired up as a Patriots guy? I know first you're in your more, more analytical side than you are like a homer, unlike me, who's very unprofessional. Um, but where do you sit as a, as a Patriots fan these days? I mean, I like the fact that they got him as, on a contract that was all upside. So if Newton why does every good, other team do? It's insane, right? How could it make even more? Like, why did this happen more? That's why I was also skeptical. You couldn't just give Belichick again. He loses Brady, and really, you're going to allow all these teams made these other crazy moves. Uh, tweets been out there that like ten quarterbacks are. It's just insane, right? And they have all this cap room that if they want to make a move, I, we know trading a lot of times in the middle of an NFL season can be a risky proposition. Although. Talking about taking L's on things, I thought DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs would need new time in their surroundings to get comfortable. That man, talk about being bombastically wrong on something. You know, Hopkins is on pace to have one of his best ever seasons, and Diggs and Josh Allen look like they've been playing together for 10 years. So I'll take the loss on that. But the Patriots have all sorts of cap room 
I would love them to whisper something sweet in Chicago's ear and get like an yeah. Allen Robinson. That's what they desperately need. And, you know, Nikhil Harry, I used to joke that Hayden Hurst could say when he's a, a grandfather, he could bounce a baby on his knee and say, you know, the Ravens took me before Lamar Jackson, you know, your Hall of Famer Lamar Jackson. You know, the Ravens took me before Hall of Famer Mark Andrews. I think the kill Harry someday will be able to say, yeah, you know, that people thought I was better than A.J. Brown. People thought I was better than Debo Samuel or Darius Slate or whoever you want to say. I mean, that, that rookie receiver class was so great. Yeah, and Me- the Patriots Metcalf, get catch yeah. and fall in the Keel Harry. Yeah. DK Metcalf, too, in that class. Yeah, DK, I know. DK yeah, Metcalf, yeah. <laughs> Terrell Owens 2.0, what a stud he is. So we're both going to take the Patriots in that game. Although, I, again, I would explore what the market – it's hard to trade a quarterback. I, I get start-sick questions every week from people who have two great quarterbacks. The problem is most of your opponents have a good quarterback, too, or they think right. they have a good quarterback. So that can be a little bit tricky. This is an interesting pivot in Survivor, by the way, I will say. If you didn't want – I'm probably going to go chalk with the Colts, but, man, there's like a heavy percentage on them. So this would be an interesting pivot. Pot odds, sure. Uh, a couple of 2-0 and teams, the – Resurgent LA Rams, Sean McVay getting his mojo back. They go to Buffalo and Josh Allen, man, unbelievable start. It, it's silly to have MVP discussions right now, but I would think after Russell Wilson, Josh Allen is right there with anybody. I, I did not see him progressing this well as a passer. The Bills only a two and a half point favorite. I guess maybe that might speak to you know no fans. It's a different type of thing, but you know, Buffalo generally is a good home team. So I like the Bills in this spot. If you want to touch the total, it's 46 and a half. What make you of the Rams and Bills? Both teams are better than I gave them credit for entering the year, especially the Rams. Um, and uh, boy, Josh Allen, fantasy-wise, I didn't expect this. All this play action, this motioning. They're suddenly pass-heavy. Um, I'm right there with you with Stephon Tiggs actually seeing his value increase while John Brown, by the way, staying healthy and being plenty valuable himself. Just wild stuff. Um, I'll take the home team with less than three points and uh, you know Jared Goff on the road against a a, a good secondary. So um, I I will take the Bills here with less than the field goal. Both on the Buffalo side in that game, the very desperate Houston Texans. (laughs) Yeah, I I wish I had seen this before the season. I just didn't examine the schedule this closely. Getting the Chiefs and Ravens to start the year is unfair. And then they go to Pittsburgh, who might have the best defense in football. So uh, I don't know who Bill O'Brien pissed off. Probably everybody, right? But (laughs) anyway, it's it's a really tough spot for Houston. But they're only catching four points against the Steelers, a total pretty low, 44 and a half. I took the Texans and staff picks because it's just one of these games. They're, they're a desperate team right now. And the Pittsburgh, I just wonder if, if maybe they're a little bit overwrapped. I mean, they haven't really beaten a good team yet. They beat a terrible Giants team and they beat a Broncos team that lost its quarterback in the middle of the game. So I'm not sure how good Pittsburgh is, but anytime I bet on Bill O'Brien, it makes me nervous. I So this game looks sneak, looks tricky to me. I leaned Texans, but not crazy about it. I actually do like the Steelers in this one, although I do hear you as far as the desperate team and Deshaun Watson really gets blown out. But I just think the personnel here is just stacked and the coaching uh, Fuller. What a Will Fuller experience. Thought he was going to be volume safety and then dealing with the hamstring last week. But Steelers, such a legit defense. Um, uh, Well, I guess Deontay Johnson and Juju are a little banged up, but I think the spread should be more like six and a half. So I actually like laying the points here. I will say a little fantasy nugget. If you're in a medium or deeper league, I think Jordan Akins is going to end yeah. up being a really important player for the Texans. He caught the touchdown in week one, and then he had a much more involved role in week two. He's more, look, all tight ends are athletic, but I think he's more talented than Darren Fells, who's in his 30s anyway. Akins in his late 20s, but I, I think he's an important guy in this offense, especially a fuller missed time because you're just going to need other players to absorb targets. And, you know, Brandon Cooks has an extensive history. So, 
Uh, shallow leagues, you probably can ignore Aikens. There's a lot of interesting tight ends, but I think in medium and deeper formats, or maybe even as a DFS punch, and we will have DFS plays. You know, after the overwhelming success of producer Ragu, Scotty Miller <laughs> endorsement last week, which I like too. I was in on Miller too, so I'll, I'll take the hit on that. We'll give you some DFS plays. Hey, Deshaun Watson, uh, third most touchdown passes to tight ends last year. That was with Hopkins and Fells yep. as his number one guy. So he targets them relentlessly. So underrated there. So yeah, I'm with you on Aikens. Good, good, nice good call. call. Nice call on Aikens. So you're San Francisco 49ers, who uh, the injury report is the team photo right now. Not sure who the quarterback is, not sure who the running back is, not sure who the tight end is, although Jordan Reed looked a lot like Jordan Reed of a few years ago. It's how crazy an injury-filled year that Jordan Reed, people like Jordan Reed and Tyler Eifert are galloping in the end zone. I can't really make sense of that. So they get their second straight game on the New Jersey turf, a turf they did not feel very good about last week, although they did handle the Jets easily. Niners spotting four to the Barkley less Giants and the total very low, 41 and a half. What do you make of the Niners and G-Men? Uh, I mean, just what a depressing day as a Niner fan last week, even with the win. I mean, back-to-back plays, a top three draft pick were carted off the field with season-ending injuries. Uh, then Garoppolo and Mostert already without Kittle and Debo and Sherman and D Ford. And it goes so on, I forget a name or two every single time I talk about it, down to their four-string running back. Um, yet they're still favored by four of this giant team. That's wild to me. So I'm, I will take the home dog here. Um, yes, they're missing Barkley too. Ton of injuries, man. And the Niners just at some point, it's tough to overcome. I think Mullins and the system will be competitive. I'm, and obviously they're still favored, but um, I'm still, man, I'm taking the, the points here. How are the Niners favored by more than a field goal with this mash unit? What do you tell... Look, Kyle Shanahan feels like he can take the Amazon delivery guy and make him into a thousand yard rusher. And it's such a shame to see Mostert get hurt because he's talented. This this guy is so fast and he's he's a really likable guy. And hopefully he won't be out that long. He's on a bunch of my teams too. But I, I just like him. Even if I didn't own or roster Mahim Mostert, he'd be one of my favorite players. But he's hurt. Tevin Coleman, who wasn't playing well anyway, is hurt. And it's just all these other names. You know, McKinnon, of course, has played pretty well in limited amount of activity. I love that third and 31 conversion against the hapless Jets uh, on that play last week. But there's McKinnon, there's Wilson, maybe Hasty off the practice squad. Fantasy owners are looking for clarity here. For, for that matter, the, the Giants, of course, with, with Barkley hurt. They signed Freeman. Deion Lewis is kind of on the old side. Maybe Wayne Gallman, who didn't dress last week, will get into the mix. I do you have any clarity for either one of these teams' backfields? First of all, so frustrating for most guys. I mean, it's 14 touchdowns over his last 10 games, or really nine and a half games. And he was looking at decent work, 23 carries over the first six quarters, and they were throwing to him. Uh, frustrating. Um, all right, so Jeff Wilson's my sleeper of the week. Um, I lo- love McKinnon, the story, but recovering from two knee surgeries. And as nice as he did look on that cutback run, Mostert would have walked in backward on, on, on that. They had a lot of open field. McKinnon's speed isn't quite there. And the coaches have flat out said they, they probably will, will go ahead and let Wilson start. He's definitely be the goal line guy. He was the goal line guy even when the team's healthy. So there may be some hasty, but um, I, I actually ranked Wilson ahead of McKinnon on my for week three ranks and in dfs uh, he's ten dollars a cheap minimum here in yahoo this week and uh i got him in most leagues i was in i spent too much because there were no a 20 league super league we're in uh super uh yeah super league 20 teams in this league believe it or not not one of the person bid on him the uh i got so jeff wilson the starting running back for a shanahan system the niners that was just producing like crazy with trent williams at left tackle and is still relatively healthy offensive line Man, he's just getting complete. I mean, people are spending like $75 on Devonta Freeman, who was done 
18 months ago. I, I don't know. It's weirdness there to me. And in, 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 in this game, it's funny. They're, they're facing each other too. But I, I, let's just say I'm more bullish on Jeff Wilson over the next few weeks than I am Devontae Freeman. Well, Wilson's still available in a lot of Yahoo formats. His ownership isn't that high, although Dalton's doing everything he can to pump it up. And I looked, I, I did, I checked to see if Wilson was rostered. I didn't proactively make an offer for him in my first wave of waivers, but this afternoon, we're taping this Wednesday evening, I, I wanted to make sure he was owned everywhere, rostered everywhere in leagues that I'm in. And I saw a lot of you, a lot of you, a lot of Dalton Deldon, a lot of the strike team. Yeah. So um, I, too late for me to get in on Wilson, but probably a lot of our listeners still have time to jump in on that. Who do you I'm like? Take, I don't know if I. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, I was going to say the Giants. Yeah, I'm going to think the Giants plus the points. Not crazy about it, but just home dog, and just the Niners missing so much personnel. So the Titans are two and zero by the skin of their teeth because they easily could have lost that Broncos game as Goskowski missed about 17 kicks, and then Goskowski was back on point. Was actually a really valuable fantasy kicker in week two, but the the Jaguars led by Minshew hung around. Tennessee escapes with a victory. Now they go to a Minnesota team that hasn't done anything right through two weeks. Titans on the road, two and a half point favorites. The total is 48 and a half. What do you make of the Titans and Vikings? I laid the two and a half, didn't feel great about it. I could see both running backs getting back on track this game. I mean, what, Kirk Cousins, uh, then he'll sometimes he'll, he'll look great after looking awful. But this team, obviously, uh, the, the, the changes in the offseason are pretty, pretty more dramatic than I expected. I did not think they'd just be this bad. So um, I'm sticking with Tannehill, who's playing so well. Um, even Corey Davis has just been a reasonable facsimile uh, of AJ Brown. So, uh, I laid the two and a half on the road, but man, don't you just expect Minnesota to, to they, they got to play better. I don't, I don't love going against a team coming off an F minus type game. Yeah. It's really painful for me to take, like I have the Vikings this week. I have the, I'm going to pick Probably the Jets later, yeah. you know, two of the worst teams in football right now, but at least I like Mike Zimmer. You know, the one thing yeah. about the Jets is anytime you pick them, you're, you're riding with Adam Gase and that sucks. But Mike Zimmer's a good coach. Gary Kubiak is a good coordinator. I, I know maybe they're a little bit too run-heavy sometimes. Maybe they'll coach up some of their young talent at receiver or a tight end. You know, I, I don't think Minnesota's a lookout below 3-13 and 13 team. I, I still think they're going to be around 7-9, 8-8 when it's all said and done. So as much as I respect the Titans and I think Vrabel's done a really nice job, they're just nobody likes playing Tennessee. They're such a physical team. Um, I'd like to see Derrick Henry do something, by the way. He leads the league yeah. in carries. He's tied for first in touches. No touchdowns yet. It's been uh, the Tannehill show for the touchdowns. But I'm going to take the home dog in that game. The Washington football team. I, I don't know why they just don't go with that. WFT. They go to the Cleveland Browns football team, fresh off their win over the Borough Bengals last week. Cleveland spotting seven in this game, a 44.5 total. What do you make of Washington Cleveland? I, I switched my stat pick on this one, which is always the curse, but I went with the, the favorite and I took Cleveland. I think they're going to run the ball, concentrate on running, and then Dwayne Haskins coming from behind could be a problem. He's looked pretty bad to me. Uh, so that was my kind of narrative in this game. But like I said, I switched. I mean, Washington still ranks first in defense DVOA. And if they get to, you know, Mayfield back there trying to make plays, that could, that could lead to problems also. But I took the Browns. I took Washington just on – it's hard to get a handle on where they're at because they beat Philly in the first week, but the Eagles had so many problems. I don't know how much stock to put in that game, and, and that game was fluky with all the turnovers, and Haskins has, as you said, looked terrible in both games. Arizona – it felt like Arizona could have named the score last week. I think that final score was cosmetically close, and even then Arizona easily covered their ticket. But 
at the end of the day, I can just envision the Washington pass rush getting to Mayfield. Mayfield has been inaccurate through two weeks. I know they got Beckham a touchdown last week, but it still feels like Mayfield and Beckham every week. I get the idea they met five minutes before the game. I, I wonder if Mayfield, he played in a system at, at Oklahoma. I mean, they won a Heisman after he left. And look yeah. at all the receiving talent. You know, yeah. CeeDee Lamb and Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. You know, Lincoln Riley is this coach very well respected. And maybe it was more Oklahoma than it was Mayfield. I, granted, Mayfield played really well as a rookie. He had a couple of coaches who didn't really know what they were doing. So it's, it's kind of hard to get a feel for Baker Mayfield. But I guess at the end of the day, with seven points, and I know Washington, say whatever you want about them. They can rush the passer. They have a dynamic pass rush. So I just feel like that defense will impact this game enough that Washington can stay within the touchdown. Definitely could happen. Like I said, I, the Browns have to get out to a lead and big game for Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. You got to like Washington, uh, Washington's usage with Antonio Gibson from fantasy terms, man. He's definitely going to be something from here on out. Yeah, Gibson up to 65% snap share. I think it was in week two. And and props to Kareem Hunt. Despite being a backup, he's running back nine right now wow. in PPR format. Oh. So that's something when you have a guy like Chubb who's who's you know playing pretty well too. So I mentioned Joe Burrow earlier, the Joe Burrow experience. Two competitive games, but they haven't won a game yet. They go to Philadelphia. Man, do they need a win. Eagles only spotting four and a half in this game if you want to get over to bet MGM. And the total is 46 and a half. What do you make of the Bengals and Eagles? I took the points. I don't feel great about it, though, because the Eagles are due for uh, you know a good game. Uh, Jalen Rager now is injured, though, going to miss this. So maybe that's why this spread has moved. I know it was five and a half or maybe even open at six and a half. But um, Burrow looks like the real deal. He has now 10 days to prepare. The Eagles look like a mess. But maybe this is the time to, to zig when others are zagging. So who'd you go with here, Pino? I mean, the, the Eagles were the wide receiver injury. I mean, what Wentz threw for 4,000 last year and you didn't have a wideout who had 500 yeah. yards. I mean, it's just crazy. And we're seeing it over, over again. At least they have two great tight ends and they we know now that Goddard has to be on the field most of the time. I don't feel great about it either, but I also took the Bengals. I guess I need to see it from the Eagles first. And I think it's open to wonder. I think Peterson's a good coach, but how much was yeah. Frank Reich yeah. the puppeteer of that Super Bowl team, right? I, I don't know if they've been the same since then. And I man, I do not trust... Carson Wentz right now in fantasy. I'm nervous about him. It was encouraging yeah. to see Miles Sanders get about 75% snaps in his first game back. So we know he's healthy. But that Eagles offensive line, I don't trust it. But then again, the Bengals haven't, you know, week one. I know they didn't allow a lot of points, but it seemed like the Chargers did a lot of things. And then Cleveland had a great offensive showing week two, especially the running backs. I, I took the Bengals. I probably wouldn't put any actual money on it. But um, two teams that that desperately could use a, a win. A, now, fun, the Bears, a fun, one, talk, fun one to see. Well, sorry, real quick. is A.J. Green, who leads the NFL in air yards by a wide margin, but it's unclear if he's washed because he hasn't done anything with those, and now he should have Darius Slay on him all day and in a game that projects for a ton of plays, and it should be. That should be interesting to watch. What do you, Have you watched enough A.J. Green to have an opinion? I was down on him before the season, and uh, unlike my calls on Cam Newton and DeAndre Hopkins, I think I got Green right. Yeah. I I think it's not that he's like completely useless, but I don't think he's going to be ever fantasy playable the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I I like Boyd. I like Burrow for, you know, for what he is, a super flex quarterback, maybe a DFS guy or something like that. Um, I think Mixon, I'd like to see him more involved when they're behind because he hasn't had the snap share I want from Joe Mixon. Yeah. But Boyd is the guy I want in that passing game. And if guys like Green and T.Y. Hilton, I, you know, I don't like old receivers. I'm, you know, I don't element had a great game last week. I would try to move him if I could not, not for anything, not take whatever you can get, but you know, you have something to sell with Edelman. He just had a huge game. Uh, with the case of AJ green, man, I, I think he's, I just, I think he's gonna be like wide receiver 51 when the year's over. No, totally possible. And then another injury could be right around the corner too. So 
So the Chicago Bears, about as phony a 2-0 as you can get. The Atlanta Falcons, about as comical an 0-2 as you can get. Man, uh, Julio Jones caught, dropped that perfect Russell Gage pass right in the breadbasket. And then the Falcons were hypnotized by that onside kick. Uh, they obviously, I think, thought they couldn't touch it. It spun. It looked like some futuristic Olympic sport. Uh, it's amazing that Dallas found a way to steal that game, but they did. Uh, the Falcons are... Minus three at home, and the total is 47 and a half. I have the Falcons getting right in this game. I just don't believe the Bears are legit. Atlanta's got their problems, but Ryan's playing well. I know Julio's dinged up. We don't know what his status is yet, but I feel like Ryan clicks with Ridley. He clicks with Hurst last week. Gage is becoming a factor. And I like the fact that they're not bothering to throw to Todd Gurley, which I think is actually the right move. So the Falcons are a really fantasy-friendly team. And because the Bears make me angry, I feel like they should be 1-1 one one or maybe even 0-2. I, I went with the home team here. I wouldn't fight with you, especially at 3. 3.5. Three Bears have a better defense. Trubisky's played average, uh, and that Falcons defense is so shaky. But especially at 3, and this does feel like a get-right game. Matt Ryan, uh, speaking to small sample size, paces on pace for the most passing yards in NFL history through 2. And Julio Jones, I don't think, is maybe not going to be right for a while um, but Russell Gage is good, and, and Hurst, they have plenty of, of passing weapons there. So, sure, I wouldn't fight you here. Falcons minus three at home against a yeah, Bears team in, 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 indoors. Certainly doesn't set up too well, especially if they get behind. So you wouldn't fight me, but you're taking Chicago? No, I mean, at three, and the staff picks was three and a half. At three, honestly, I probably would lean Atlanta. So that's uh, okay. just one of those that I would just, you know, I'm not going to be putting my money on this weekend. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, New York Jets, what, what can you say? Um, they've been awful for two weeks. They, I can't think of anything they've really done right. There was a really nice touchdown pass that Sam Darnold threw late in that game last week when they were down by a million points, whatever. I have a lot of Chris Herndon tickets that I've pretty much ripped up. Darnold hasn't played well. I don't think anybody expects Adam Gase to survive this full season. I mean, maybe a Black Monday firing. They're catching 11 points at Indianapolis, who, uh, you know, they didn't punt in that first game. They lost to Jacksonville. I mean, I, I think... They played better in that game than people realize. And then, of course, they manhandled mm. Minnesota last week. So the Colts spotting yeah. 11, 43 and a half is the total. What do you make of the Jets and Colts? I don't love uh, giving that many points, but I laid the points. Um, Rufus Peabody in the XM show today said his number is like five and a half, which didn't let me make me feel great. But I am fading Gase here. It's just simple as that. Look at what Robbie Anderson is doing, freed from Gase, too. It's just funny. Uh, the, if you read closer, like the, you know, they just face the, the Niners and it's like the, the, they they just are no in game adjustments, no attacking the the players that are their third string on the Niners. Just the, the, he just does not adjust to opponent. It's this Gase is going to get fired yesterday, and um, I I don't love Philip Rivers at all. Uh, I don't feel confident backing him in Survivor, but I laid the eleven points because I'm I'm just fading Gase here. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a coach either has to win the team over intellectually or emotionally, and Gase doesn't do either one of them. I don't think the players like him, and I don't think they think he's some new age genius who, who's a step ahead of everything. So, but the number is so huge. It's and, and you know, I, I like being on the side that Rufus Peabody is on. Although to be fair, we all went down the ship last week with the jets who, in spite of the Niners having everybody get hurt, the jets didn't put up any kind of a fight. So talk about holding your nose. I, mean, I, I feel like I have to use a wrench to, to, to pinch my nose on this one, but I just double digit points in the NFL. I don't like to spot them. So, I will reluctantly take the Jets. Carolina Panthers, no Christian McCaffrey. Teddy Two Gloves and company go on the road to the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 44-and-a-half. Are they really going to play Tyrod Taylor when he's healthy? Now, that, maybe that's a, a, a few weeks off. I, I would guess Herbert probably plays 
in this game, and I was impressed with what he did against the Chiefs. I think Bridgewater's been good, not great. I like this Carolina offense. The problem is they can't stop anybody on defense. What do you make of the Panthers and Chargers? I laid the points. It was one of my my tougher decisions, though, in this one. I don't know what to make of the quarterback situation. Herbert looks so good, and everyone I trusted in uh, uh, college tape said that he was going to struggle, certainly uh, right away. But, man, he looked good, and uh, I expect him to start again. I can see Eckler just having a huge game here. So um, I, I laid the points with L.A. less than the touchdown, but um, didn't love it. What about you, Pino? Yeah, I, I took the points. The Chargers seem to me like they're more interesting as a dog, and I don't trust them as a favorite. And Anthony Lynn, I, I talked earlier about coaches. You want you know, do you win them over intellectually? Do you win them over emotionally? I feel like Anthony Lynn's a guy you want to run through a wall for. I really like the way he connects with players on a human level, on a personal level, but I don't like his strategy. I the idea that he's he's and maybe he just doesn't want to throw Taylor under the bus when he's in the hospital. I mean, I, I guess I understand that, but punting in plus territory and overtime against the chiefs yeah, i mean I just know. signing their certificate for the loss i yeah I, right they're I, not I, using eckler in the passing game and, and eckler's not a dump off guy necessarily he can run routes i mean he, he's like a slot receiver i feel like they're misusing him so um yeah it's too early to know if carolina's coaching staff is going to be in it for the long haul but i had to take the point i just want to see if that was rivers chargers i normally was with you i like rivers chargers a lot more as a dog but um uh i, I don't know i expect herbert to uh, to be the starter for the foreseeable future but um yeah uh one thing to note though is they did take that chiefs team into overtime though you know i mean that was an eight and a half point dog so this team sure. is you know i mean even without derwin james playing solid defense and and, and yeah but the eckler kelly bunch of the you know williams is healthy and, and hunter henry's healthy i mean you know so it's uh, i don't know it's a it's an interesting team for sure if herbert is a thing um it was just maybe now there's film on him who knows but what a wild situation having your lung punctured like that just getting a, a shot for a game man i haven't heard of anything like that again everybody's hurt except for jordan reed tyler <laughs> eifert and hunter henry i i don't understand it <laughs> nice. but um again as i always say if i took one nfl hit I don't think I'd ever walk again. So I'm, I'm not calling these guys soft because I'm, I'm not an NFL player or anything close to it. Uh, speaking of coaches we don't trust, the Matt Patricia show goes to Arizona, a rematch of that infamous tie last year in week one where the Lions you know, had a game sealed and, and somehow they blew it. It turned into a tie, a game that probably nobody deserved to win. <laughs> Tyler Murray looked really poor in that game for about three and a half quarters, and then he caught fire. He was terrific at the end of that game. The Cardinals 2-0, and they're spotting 5.5 in this spot. The total is really sky high, 54.5. Man, just because I don't trust the Lions offense, I think that's an under for me. But what do you make of the Lions and Cardinals? Lions and Patricia, first team ever to lose, leading by double digits in four straight games. I feel like such a fool picking this team to uh, make the playoffs this season. Just a disaster. He's going to be fired before the season's over. Um, I held my nose, though, still. I'm thinking maybe backdoor cover. Kenny Galladay comes back. Stafford, just what a difference a receiver makes. Or I don't understand the same uh, same coaching staff there, but a uh, same play caller, but not going downfield nearly like last season. And um, it's obviously shown. Um, but yeah, I took the points here, uh, but um, should be a fun game for fantasy with a ton, high pace, ton of points scored as you, as you suggested. Um, but Arizona, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, they they look like they could be a, a very real problem for years to come. Yeah, I spotted the five and a half only because I just don't trust where the Lions are at. They have a lot of injuries in the secondary. One yeah. thing I would like to see Detroit do, I actually do like. Daryl Bevel, their offense coordinator, and we know he did great things with Stafford for two months before Stafford got hurt last year. T.J. Hawkinson's efficiency is off the charts right now, yeah. and he's just not running enough routes. He's not playing enough snaps. 
at a time when they don't have Kenny Galladay, so they could use another big body. I, I, Marvin Jones has kind of been exposed. Maybe we always knew this, right? He he needs to be the number two. He can't be your your lead guy. And I know he had a touchdown last week, but he hasn't been much of an impact player. I think Hawkinson needs more of a role in this offense. I think it's a great time to try to get him in fantasy if you can. That arrow is pointing up. And Stafford's still a good player, but it's only five and a half. I don't trust Patricia. Especially against Patricia. the Cardinals, too, PL. Hawkinson. I mean, that's a team that was annihilated by tight ends last year. So good call. Great point. Yeah, great point. And even though they drafted Simmons with an idea of getting that repaired, Simmons has not been much of a factor in the first two weeks. So still a work in progress there. We'll go heads up on that game. As I favor the Cardinals. You favor the playoff bound yeah. Detroit Lions, right? Brutal. That's what you said. Ugly. Yeah, I, I forget, okay. forget about that. Move on. So a lot of a lot of home dogs this week. We get another one with Tampa Bay is on the road. They're going to spot six and a half to the Broncos who have been Kind of competitive, but they haven't won a game yet. Injury at quarterback. Locks out. Driscoll's in. Cortland Sutton. Brutal week of injuries. He's out for the season. I like the Broncos plus the six and a half at home. I think Denver's still a difficult place to play. Uh, very low total here, 43 and a half. Don't sleep in this Tampa Bay defense. They played great against the Saints. And even though Caroline did a few things last week, I, I think the Buccaneers defense controlled that game. But Six and a half is a lot for a home dog, especially if you think there's a home field advantage, whether there's fans or not. I just think it's hard to go to that altitude. So give me the Broncos in this game. What say you? Totally with you. One of my favorite ones of the week, uh, taking the points here at Denver. As you said, the altitude helps. All, all three games so far, Vegas has treated Tampa Bay as this elite team. And I'm with you. Their defense looks legit. But let's see Brady do it. Now maybe Chris Godwin and Evans both be healthy and they'll get it done. And Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, no Sutton. It's certainly not ideal. But Fant is a playmaker. Um, yeah, sick, nearly a whole touchdown at home in Denver. Um, we don't know who Brady is quite right now. So I, I really like the Broncos getting the points there. I love Noah Fan. I, man, what it's funny, him and Hawkinson, they were both on the same Iowa team, right? It's amazing George Kittle went to Iowa. I don't Crazy. know what it is with tight ends in that team, in that school, but and Andy Barons, of course. I don't know that he played tight end at Iowa, but <laughs> another Iowa Hawkeye grad. Pro- probably more athletic than those guys, Barons. But yeah. No, and I didn't like I didn't like Fant because of the volume issues. And you take away Sutton and suddenly it's like, oh, he's he's another guy right there with Gasicki, man. I think we're talking top five, six upside here from here on out. You know, I, I like to talk about usage trees being narrow or being crowded, being thick. And I'm, I'm almost wondering if, like, it's just a mistake to worry about crowded usage trees before the season because yeah. guys inevitably get hurt so often and then things kind of work themselves out. I, it's, it's, it's so hard to keep everybody you know, on the field. So maybe it's just a mistake to worry that a team has too many mouths to feed because some of those mouths are inevitably going to go away yeah look i was worried about darren waller look they drafted three you know, two uh, receivers no. and all this i mean it, no one's been targeted more i mean you're right, right. yeah i'm, I'm oh, with God. you i, I overrated that as for well waller. Sure. No. i have a lot of tight ends who are doing just fine for me but i don't, I don't think i have any waller shares and that's looking really bad uh, the dallas cowboys fresh off that miracle comeback win against the falcons play the seahawks and again we talked about that patriots seahawks game one of the best games we've seen so far this year Lions got up to five and a half. Seattle, five and a half point choice. The total gigantic, 56 and a half. It just seems like too many points for me. I know Dallas is in some ways a flawed team, but I think they have all the pieces on offense. The line isn't as good as it has been in recent years, but Lamb's been great right away. I've always been a Prescott guy. I think everything else you'd want on an offense is here. So I got to take the points. Remember, Seattle's defense really didn't stop New England at all. What do you make of the Cowboys and Seahawks? I laid the points here. Um, you say five, five and a half is a lot against the Dallas team, but then again, the over under 56 and a half. This Dallas team nearly lost uh, Atlanta if the Falcons didn't know the onside kick rules. Um, there's big home road splits 
for Dak and company. And if they're letting Russ cook like they, they are, I just think that Patriots team is really good. I, I agree the defense is beautiful. I think it's going to be a fun, high-scoring game. But I do think Seattle's, uh, if they really are letting Russell Wilson throw in first down rate like this, um, I'm picking them to uh, to beat this soft Cowboys team. This I know they, they ended up winning last week, but man, I don't know. What's up with that? Just, uh, just so disappointing it's just in general. That defense, I know they've suffered some injuries on the offensive line, but um, I, I, I think Seattle's going to take care of them at, at home. You're redrafting right now. Is Ezekiel Elliott the number one pick? It would hard to ar- yeah. It would be hard to argue otherwise. I think so. Yes, given that, yeah, yes, for sure. Of course, Elliott owners would like to see Prescott calling his own number a little bit less frequently at the goal line. But Elliott has scored in back-to-back games, and man, does Lamb look terrific. Maybe at the expense of Michael Gallup, who has to play outside, doesn't get those easy slot targets. Like Gallup's a good player, but maybe Gallup's going to be the guy who gets squeezed out a little bit. And look at Schultz stepping in. I loved Blake Jarwin before the season. Maybe Schultz is going to be the guy I thought Jarwin was going to be. Yeah, I have so many Jarwin. It's so frustrating because, you know, the worry was, "Ah, maybe there won't be enough for the fourth guy. Well, clearly with Dalton Schultz getting so many targets right away. Jarwin's a good player. He was going to make more people miss. Like, he was going to do more with it. But, yeah, if you need a tight end, absolutely the targets there in that offense. I mean, defenses could just ignore them having to deal with those three good wide receivers. So And, yeah, Mm -hmm. C.D. Lamb not only out-targeting Gallup, but it's just easier to play the slot. You know, it just typically is. So, um, I I would not be surprised if Lamb is. Frankly, I, I think I ranked them all three uh, back to back to back this week. I know that's probably silly with Cooper, but I don't know how 100% he is, and he has these massive home road splits. So I think it's frankly a toss up which one of the three, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. Not that Lamb isn't well regarded in the industry, but I think he's the best receiver in this class. I think he's going to have the best career. Although I, great. once Judy learns how to catch the ball, he's such a dynamic route runner. I don't know how anybody's going to cover him either, but I could not be more in on CD Lamb. I know there's a lot of company. On that bandwagon, we got a really interesting Sunday night game. The Packers looked terrific through two weeks. They played the Saints, who had a good start and then really lost their way in Las Vegas. The Saints are a three-point favorite. Total on the high side at 52.5. Do you like old man Rodgers, or do you like really old man Drew Brees? Maybe I'm overrating the first two games too much, but you have to prove it at this point to me, Drew Brees. I'll take the three points. Um, Green Bay, they're protecting Rodgers like crazy. Uh, Thomas is out, but then again, so is possibly Devontae Adams. Um, I uh, Yeah, I'll take the three points. Uh, I, I just think there's, that Drew Brees is, is, a, is an issue right now, that team. I know that he's been successful not throwing the ball deep downfield, but it appears different to me. Uh, and it started at, you know the final month last year. He's 41 and a half years old. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the points on a team that's looked terrific with the Packers. I'm worried about Brees. Yeah. He's still got all the experience and he knows where the ball can go, but I don't think he can make the intermediate and deep throws. He, he's always been kind of an intermediate and short thrower anyway. But I'm concerned. And when they had to press the pace and try to come back late in that game, he was taking all the short stuff. He didn't want to throw the ball downfield. Thomas, of course, is is more of a short guy anyway as far as the routes he runs. But Smith, I thought Traquan Smith had a decent game too. But, man, here's the thing. We're in a league, um, industry league, expert league. It's a super flex format. Andy Barron's needed a quarterback. And it came down to, was I going to make a trade that involved Brees or make a trade that involved Bridgewater? And not that I preferred Bridgewater to Breeze, but I felt more comfortable trading away Breeze. Let's put it that way. And I'm just glad that I'm off the Drew Breeze bus. I, not that I was ever really on it. I, I just kind of took him because the price was right. And he was my second quarterback. I, my first quarterback is Wilson or Ryan or, or somebody like that. But I'm just glad that Drew Breeze is no longer in my fantasy life. And I'm not trying to kick the guy when he's down. But I, I'm nervous that this could be like that Peyton Manning final season where the defense is great 
and the team is still a contender, but the quarterback is actually kind of hidden in the offense. Bridgewater, by the way, I think has like the third most passing yard so far this season. Totally with you. I'm very legitimately concerned about Drew Brees. I consider dropping him in some NFFC leagues that are six points per TD pass. Um, yes, it, it's, a, it's a legitimate concern that he's fallen off a cliff, and I, I'm with you here. So, so are you with me on the Packers too then? I am taking the Packers plus three, and I'm, man, anybody got Aaron Jones in the second round, yeah. just laughing all the way to the bank. Sure. Yeah, regression police, right? He's not going to score 19 touchdowns. What's he going to get, 13 or 14? So good. I, I know their their draft makes no sense. I mean, they drafted a quarterback who's a project, and they drafted a running back who can't really get on the field that much. I, I still think a lot of Packers people will say, hey, they've developed guys before. Rodgers was a weight guy, and you know, obviously Jones didn't do it right away. Adams took time, but – the way the NFL is structured now, you need to get help right away. I don't, I don't think the idea of drafting for guys who help you in future seasons is a good idea. I still think they screwed up with their draft. Yeah, absolutely. It makes no sense. And then, um, and Jamal Williams is getting hyped, and they say he's going to remain. He's the snap share there and as a receiver. But, man, Aaron Jones had his huge games last year when Devontae Adams was out, and now Devontae Adams is banged up. So, yeah, I mean, all the touchdowns. He's such a good real-life player, too. He doesn't need the volume. Um, so, so yes, I don't understand why A.J. Dillon. And then, of course, the, the Twitter picture of the massive thought that got everyone excited and uh the jordan love it's so weird to be that close to the super one game away from the super bowl and then draft you spend the first two rounds on players that you're not even just backups third string in the in the aj Dillon case so it didn't make any sense and um i was one worried about the regression and whatnot but man yes the hate had gone too far it seemed like by the time draft day and it apparently gone way too far because there's an argument him right after bark i'm sorry right after elliot then you know you could someone could bring up aaron jones's name yeah, he'd be at least a top four, top five pick, and maybe as early as second overall. And don't don't sweat the snap share with Jones. He's getting the touches. You know, I mean, I, he doesn't need to be on the field constantly. And the thing is, they always like Williams. They always talk about him as a tough interior runner, a good blocker. It's not like they didn't have good depth at the position. I'll never understand the Packers. Um, and of course, why didn't they draft a receiver in this great receiver class? But because they have MVS, they my guy, P. Now MVS, come on, come on. <laughs> You're gonna, I'm gonna turn you by the time this season's over. You're gonna become an MVS fan just like myself here. Come on. So he's a wide receiver three for you this week. I mean, oh, oh he's yeah. in play. Yes, absolutely. He's a, be a top 35 wide receiver for me this week with banged up Adams for sure on that turf. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you looked at the schedule and you think, what's the game of the year? I'm sure people were pointing oh, yeah. to this Monday night game. Kansas City at Baltimore, um, two 2-0 two teams, probably the co-Super Bowl favorites right now. Baltimore getting respect. They're spotting three and a half, so over the standard three. And, of course, no fans cheering them on in Baltimore. 53 and a half is the total. I hate giving the extra half point. I hate giving points to a team like Andy Reid anyway, but I just feel that Baltimore – Maybe this game means more to them. This this game could have a huge say in who gets the number one seed. And remember, they changed the playoff rules. There's only one team with a bye now. So whoever wins on Monday get a huge leg up on the other team. But although I hate spotting the three and a half, and if you have an option to buy it down, maybe you would do that. I, I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. I'm with you on this. My original instinct was, oh, Mahomes getting more than a field goal, but I thought about it more and actually made this my best bet. I thought it was going to be more contrarian, but it sounds like uh, three of the five staff picks went with, went Baltimore side. Um, such a better defense. Patrick Mahomes is, uh, for whatever reason, has not been attacking downfield. I'm sure he will be whatever MVP-like from here on out. But, yeah, they're the home team. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson, they just look unstoppable. It's crazy. I thought that, uh, speaking of aggression, oh, maybe an offseason of film – Will they get this gimmicky rushing attack figured out? No, man, they're just throwing the ball downfield and adding wrinkles, and the offense just looks unstoppable. So give me the Ravens, even with the – I agree with you, the hook. It'd be, it'd be a lot better with just three, but um, still, give me Baltimore. 
getting a little bit pressed for time. So let's go speed round for the rest of the program. We're going to give people some DFS reps. This is the Ragu Lock of the Week segment, which was Scotty Miller last week. I was with Miller too, so I'll take some of that hit. I like James Conner at 17. Look, they, they left the light on for him, right? I mean, he was the main guy, and Houston's been terrible against the run, so I think he's a good play. And this kind of ties into your view on the Niners' backfield. I think McKinnon at 14, he, he looks appetizing, but I'm not sure he's their featured guy. I think they're going to monitor his touches. They don't want to give him too much work. So I think McKinnon's a trap. Not that he's a terrible play at 14 bucks, but I'm going to stay away from that. I do like Connor at 17. Who are some Yahoo DFS guys that you like or don't like this week? I love the Connor call. Miles Sanders at just 21 at home and that against the Bengals. I think he gets right and has a big, big top three type running back performance this week. Also like Kenyon Drake at $23 cheaper. Uh, Mo Ali Cox at 12. And just to piggyback on your McKinnon, man, Jeff Wilson's a stone minimum, $10. He's going to be the goal line guy. They'll probably, I mean, Mullins will dump it off to him four or five times probably. So maybe that's an ugly game and there's no touchdowns at all. The Giants defense actually weirdly ranks like seventh in DVOA so far. But uh, Mike Shanahan's lead back starter, $10, Jeff Wilson. DFS part. Love the Kenyon Drake call too i mean it's, it's been I, I couldn't decide when i did the fearless forecast do we love the drake do we hate the drake but i think you love the drake in week three now of course at bet mgm not just games you can bet on props fun stuff coach of the year is something you can bet on right now cliff kingsbury has raced out to the favorite in that award he's plus 800 or eight to one if you will bill belichick who usually doesn't win this award because they they hold his roster against them but this year he's doing it with cam newton he's plus 1100 Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, Jim Harbaugh, and Sean McDermott. Some of the other favorites. Do you see anything interesting for the NFL Coach of the Year prop? I'd go Belichick because of the narrative of losing Brady, right? And he looks so good right now. But so that if I had to bet now, I'd probably go Belichick at a, a plus 11. Yeah, 1100. You know, I would lean McDermott. And the reason why yeah. I, I totally get the Belichick thing, but I think Buffalo's get a better team than the Patriots. And if Josh, and the, the question has always been with Buffalo. Yeah, I love their roster, but is Josh Allen good? Maybe Josh Allen's good. He uh, might be really good. Yeah, I mean, 9.0 YPA, and he can run like that. How fun. Did you see that highlight last week where he broke multiple tackles? Grown man strength. Yeah, Josh Allen, man, he's, he looks, he's, been, he's been fantastic. I can't wait to see what he does against tougher competition. But you know what? The stars dominate the, the easy opponents. They don't just do kind of well. They just blow up like he's been doing. So, yeah, like in any competitive endeavor, the idea is to, is to crush the people you have overmatched and then just hang in against the good opponents and win your share of those games. Uh, I, I would be interested in if you could still get Buffalo to win the division now that New England's gotten off to a, a decent start. I know they lost the Seattle game, but I still think Buffalo is the best team in that division. So look at that. Okay, Dalton, uh, give us some some rep. What are you what are you working on? What's uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Just uh, follow my sit start column. Come out Friday morning. So just follow me on Twitter at Dalton Dildon. And yeah, P and L. Here's to a weekend with fewer injuries, at least, huh? Yeah, I sure hope so. Man, why, why do I tell Jason Kablaka every year that I'll do the injury wrap? It's become a phone book. I'll release that on Saturday. And of course, you, you can listen to me with Andy Behrens on the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast on Mondays when we do pickups. Dalton, you are on, I believe, Tuesdays with Matt Harmon doing analytics. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. So it's a five-time show of Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. Of course, there's still one Yahoo Fantasy Baseball podcast to come. I hope you're doing well down the stretch run. If you like the NFL, Charles Robinson, Therese Paler do the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast, solid hour every week. A lot of fantasy talk on that show as well. They do a great job on that program. And hey, college sports are making a big comeback. The Big Ted's going to play this year. So if you want to 
get conversant with college sports, the Yahoo Sports College podcast with Wetzel, Thamel, and our old friend Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated. Those guys have great chemistry and do a wonderful show. Again, Twitter, Yahoo Fantasy is the handle. Scott underscore Pianowski for me. Dalton Del Don is my buddy. One more thanks to the planners. Go out and get some mixed nuts. Get some cashews. Get some salted snacks in your life. You'll be better for it. Tomorrow's program, Andy Barron's, Liz Loza, week three preview. We'll give you all the stuff you need to know. Until then, propas, straight cash, homie. We are out. It's no secret that our world has been interrupted. A World Interrupted is a daily podcast telling stories of coronavirus and its impact on the economy. We want to cover the issues in the macro, global economics, the stock market, and our political climate. But we'll also cover the micro stories, maybe the ones you don't hear as much about in the news or the media. We hope you'll listen and be a part of the journey. So subscribe today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.